Hey, it's the Friendly Fire Show, episode 137. I'm Steve from Survivor. It's only Survivor I'm, now. Who are you? Yeah, that's true. Well, you're Steve and I'm Ben. That's all we need. Yeah, it's Survivor's in the title now. That's it. Uh, and we're now on Spotify, Ben, and Google Podcasts, so we've basically like hit the big time. That's very exciting. I didn't actually know you could listen to podcasts on Spotify, so look what I've learned. Well, you can. You should check out this one on Spotify. Oh, I'll subscribe. Forsaking your podcast player of choice, obviously, because you already have it on that one, you'd think. That's true. Well, Android doesn't really have a good podcast player. It's got whatever you find on the App Store, so it's not like iPhone. Ah, there you go. Well, I don't use the Apple podcast one. I use something called Overcast, which I find amazing. Um, And it does like weird things like uh, speed up the podcast so there's not weird silences and things like that. So if you are a fast talker already, like me, uh, I seem like I'm on speed or something, which is cool. So you slow yourself down is what you're saying. I should try to slow myself down. Or you could save time. Listen to us at 1.5 times and you can get through this bad boy in about 30 minutes. Pretty good. Usually goes at about 1.1 or 1.15, depending on the speakers. And for some reason, the Australians Mm. in the Australian podcast that I listen to always sound like a little bit faster than the Americans. That's probably because like North Americans talk too fast and we're just used to it. But anyway, not the point, Ben. Uh, I know what you've been playing and it's not been a lot no offense i'm not trying to like take a dig but i know i've been playing more than you that's so true start and we'll end up finishing on the one that you've done okay cool fair that? enough. that's fine all right well then get ready to hear me talk a bunch because i've played uh, mortal kombat 11 and days gone and neither of them are that great to be honest uh mm. mortal kombat 11 is probably the bigger shame um of the two it's like not even a solid it's a really good fighting game with a crazy over-the-top story and just amazing fighting mechanics and brutal brutalities and gory as everything fatalities like it's a really good fighting game when you just look at that core and then what kills it really are just like myriad cosmetic currencies fight skipping currencies customization currencies all these things that are kind of just tacked on that take it from this really good game to something that just kind of reeks like a freemium mobile title that's just constantly trying to get you to spend money um and that sucks so if i had to try to summarize this it's this weird thing where someone did some calculations if you can buy one of these cosmetic skins for a fighter and there's 60 skins per 25 fighters at the moment, it would cost you like $6,400. And the person doing the calculation says like, look, I know that they're not all for sale, but you know, like the base calculation here is that there's these many skins. You can go on the store. It costs 500 uh, time crystals, which is the real world kind of currency that you can buy. So if you could buy all these skins, it would cost this much. Hmm. And that was calling attention to that. It was also calling attention to this weird system where if you wanted to get all these skins, you'd have to go through the towers of time, which is like they've had towers in mortal Kombat before. And it's also the injustice two thing where, you know, you go through these random challenges and you can possibly um, get those skins. If you go through and complete the right tower, the other big component of this to get all these, you know, not only 
skins, but gear and consumables and all these other freaking million things that they have in this game, you need to go through the crypt, which you can only do when you're online because it's basically a loot box system where you're not paying directly in real world money. It's using these in-game currencies. The crypt is completely random. So you could spend 14,000 coins and get a concept, a piece of concept art for a level rather than anything that you could use. People were trying to draw attention to that. And then Ed Boon comes out and says, oh, fake news. Basically, this you can't pay for every skin. This is horribly factually incorrect. Rah, rah, rah. It's just like, no, man, focus on the right thing and that your game is horribly imbalanced. And despite you guys saying at NetherRealm that you're not trying to take money off of people, that's wholly what you're doing. And it makes me kind of angry. I'm probably just babbling on now. What am I not talking about, Ben? Ask me some questions if you feel like it. Uh, well, I just had a quick look on Metacritic, and it looks like one of those games where critics generally haven't really considered that. Only 13 reviews are in on Xbox, but it's got an 87 rating. Then you look at the user score, and it's down to a lowly 2.2 from 250 reviews. So, oh, it's, it's one of those situations where the critics don't really consider the money gouging because they haven't had to actually spend any money on it. I think this happens a lot. Yeah. And users are just filthy about it as they probably should be because they see that a lot more especially pre-release when the store isn't open yet you can't really tell what this is going to cost but in these full price games yeah it's it's annoying and it really kind of sullies the launch of otherwise what was going to be a pretty top title i would have thought in april oh yeah and like the the weird thing about this is that i think it's pretty clear that netherrealm knew what they were trying to do, kind of testing the waters to see how much they could kind of like nickel and dime people. I've done the EA method. Well, yeah. And none of this was in the beta. None of this was kind of discussed. You know, like Ed Boon came out and said, you know, like there's no loot boxes in this game, which I'm really kind of sick of hearing about really as a selling point. Like that shouldn't be something of note. Like it's, there's no loot boxes. There's hey, not direct. Star Wars. Well, yeah, I guess so. There's not direct loot boxes, but the crypt is just one big loot box fest. And it's, it's so randomized, at least like in, I think, Mortal Kombat 10 or 9, the crypt had the same kind of system where you had to spend coins with a K to get stuff, but you could map out what was in each chest. So if you wanted to get a specific item and went and looked it up, you knew to travel to this location, hit A, pop the chest, and you got you like Liu Kang's fireball or whatever. This is wholly random, so you can't do that. And you basically just spend money hoping you get the things that you want. I've unlocked so many things for Shao Kahn and I don't even have him as a player. And I don't want to spend 10 bucks to unlock him. So it's just that kind of stuff that makes me really salty. If this was a free-to-play game rather than a $100 full price game, would you be happy with how they implemented it? Well, I'm not happy with those kind of implementations anyway, but I'd be happier. Like it would make, if you wanted to spend some money on it because you wanted like give them some love and show them some support because you are playing a free game. Cool. Like I'm, I'm sort of okay with that. I'm more okay with that, I guess. Anyway, not this, this is a, like a triple a game. That's trying to take your money. It's gross. Mm. In my, well, which other, which, which other triple a game have you been playing? Uh, I think it's so bad. We can't call it a triple a game, Ben, but uh, it's oh. called days gone. Triple B game. Triple B game. It's well hyped by Sony as a triple a game. It's made by Ben studio um studios plural and if you aren't familiar with them they've done a whole bunch of like psp and ps vita games i think the uncharted what's that one? what's the uncharted one called 
Lost Legacy because that's the PS4 that's one. PS4 one. Uh, it's called Drake something, isn't it? I can't remember. Drake's Fortune. No, that's one of the real ones. That, that's it, the anyway, first game. it's an Uncharted game on a PlayStation Portable platform rather than a bona fide console. Um, it was announced back in 2016, I believe, and it was supposed to come out last year in 2018. It was was delayed into this year. Uh, And if you ask me, they could have delayed it another year and maybe it would have been decent. It's just one of those games that, one, it's wholly derivative and it's just like picking and choosing all of the things that they liked about Far Cry or Red Dead um, and not doing whatever it's kind of borrowed from as well as the original. It's just buggy as all hell. Um, you know, you hit like a rock and your bike just like rockets into the air as if you're taking off to go to the moon. Uh, hit detection is horrid around any kind of building like thing. If you try to hit a zombie and they're zombies, I'm not calling them freakers. I don't care. Um, you will just basically swing around them for some reason, but they will just like one hit you with their stupid zombie claws. It's so long. It's, Probably about 30 hours to complete the campaign, but most of that is just padding and fetch quests and just really boring stuff. You have to, like, I think it's pretty common knowledge that the guy's wife is dead. So you have to drive to her tombstone, which is like in the top corner of the map near nothing, like four or five times. And you drive there and basically stand there for five seconds and go, oh, narrative, narrative, narrative. And then you have to drive all the way back down to the bottom of the map again. And there's fast travel, which is just garbage because it's, oh, it's, it's, there's this weird crafting element to it where you need to just pick up everything in the environment at all times. So you're not really doing a lot apart from walking three steps, mashing a button to pick something up, repeating that until your inventory is full, then going into the crafting menu and making a, you know, a medicine pouch or a Molotov cocktail. And then because you have some space again in your inventory, picking everything back up again, Nothing's randomized, so if you run out of stuff, driving's useless and worthless because you have to keep repairing the bike and putting gas in it like it uses more gas than a jet engine does. So you start just fast traveling to the bases that you've unlocked, picking up the components, making what you need to, filling up your bike with gas because, you know, the gas tank is just, you know, beside that pillar. Fast traveling to the next place, getting more stuff. It's like everything about it is close, but not good. And it just ends up being a frustrating experience that is nowhere near Sony first party titles like Spider-Man or God of War or Horizon. It's just disappointing, I guess, is the best way to put it. It's going to happen eventually from Sony. Um, And I was going to say when they first announced this, even back then, it was just lacking that kind of Sony first party shine and polish to it, which as you say, God of War had, Spider-Man had, Horizon had, and they had this real long run of games where they didn't release a kind of dodgy or lower than AAA level game. Yeah. And it just never felt like Days Gone was going to hit that. It kind of felt dodgy when they first announced it. It never really kind of popped, and I was never really excited about it for that reason. So I'm not going to play it now. You've sold me on not playing it. Well, and the, kind of like there's so many weird things about it in that you get a lot of like real, it's not really like, well, that's not true. You get this, last of us vibe from it which is strange because sony has the last of us and if we're talking about like a zombie apocalypse kind of game like getting rid of the you know open world or not the last of us is so much better so i don't know why sony's suddenly trying to have kind of like two competing things in the same space um i'm not sure if this game is out now 
and not delayed again because Sony's just kind of desperate for some content. They're so used to going to E3 and showing all these games that are going to come out in like six years. I think they've just put Days Gone out now because they needed to buy some time for The Last of Us and all these other titles to kind of be ready when they're ready. Um, or, you know, if it was just meant to come out and they thought this was the best they could be, then just Ben Studios can't develop a game on a console to save their lives. The other weird thing about... it's probably both. Yeah, maybe. They probably realized that, you know, we'll just take the hit now. It's not going to get any better. Plus, I would say everything that's coming out next year is going to be cross-gen probably. I think Last of Us 2 is going to be on both consoles. Death Stranding, they've already suggested, will be on both consoles. So yeah. this is probably the type of thing which they think, this is not PS5 worthy, so let's just get it out now. Let's get it out early in the year when it can kind of be forgotten. And, and that's yeah, that's their strategy. And the one weird thing that I just really couldn't shake is that, so you're playing in Oregon so many days or months after this zombie apocalypse has happened, but you keep kind of flashbacking into the initial outbreak stage and you're there with Boozer, who's your kind of like companion through the normal game. And you're there with Sarah, who's your wife. And the way that the flashbacks play out is that they kind of do this weird fade in fade out thing. And I couldn't shake the entire time that you were meant to be playing that scenario and the flashbacks were, you know, like actual cutscenes that were going to be tacked on at the ends of, gameplay at that point which to be honest that story was more engaging than anything that i played was but then if you were playing that outbreak situation then it literally would just be the last of us 1.5 so it's like i just don't quite understand the logic behind who greenlit this game and why they decided it was going to be a good idea and why they didn't just you know do something completely different but it was announced in 2016 and came out in 2019. So that's pretty good for Sony. It is. I, I actually thought when they announced Last of Us Part 2 that it was coming relatively soon, like within a year or so. I don't think it had started development. I think it was pre-production when they announced it. So it's still, I mean, I just saw last week that they were still motion capturing for it. So Yeah, they just finished that. that. ages away. Yeah. I think that's a PS5 game. I think so too. Well, and I think Sony's kind of... I think they're pretty much done. They're just happy to sell PS4s until they can't anymore. They've got, and and like, fair enough, too. They've got a library of games that would make someone who's just bought a PS4 very, very happy. And you can't really say that about Xbox. So they're kind of in a good place just to kind of roll into PS5. They are, yeah. Especially if it's going to be backwards compatible. But we'll get to that shortly. Before we do, you get to talk about your game finally. Absolutely. The game of the year, I would say, Box Boy plus Box Girl. That's a bit of an overreaction. Wow. Game of the year under $20. There you go. Resident Evil 2 about, beats that. I forgot about Resident Evil 2. Yeah. Game of April for sure. Absolutely. Definitely game wins April. Game of April that costs $15. There you go. Game That'll of April that doesn't that. matter about the cost. It's way better than Mortal Kombat and way better than uh, Days Gone, especially for your buck. That's true. It is a great game. I love the other two. You played the first two on 3DS, right? The three, first three, and, yes. First three. Uh, oh, they all run together there. So good. So we've, it's pretty much exactly the same thing. Box Girl, as far as I can tell, is the same character with a bow tie or a hair bow, whatever she's got. Or you can buy... Yeah, no, yeah. You can get you customization can things. So my guy ended up having cat ears, a mustache, and a vampire cape. Now, I don't really care about any of that, but... <laughs> uh, it's something to earn, I suppose. So there's a reason to try to finish the levels with a little star on it, which means you've done everything you can. But it's just a really simple and easy and pick-up-and-play puzzle game. 
So it's exactly the same as the other two, more or less. There is a two-player mode, I think. I may have skimmed past that. There is. I'm not interested. But- so you can play, like, you can play as one person. You can switch between uh, the two characters and kind of just do it yourself. Or you can literally just have a second player jump in and you control one player each. Is it uh, you need to both be on the same page or is a uh, little brother can kind of play as player two, but you do all the actual work? No, oh, you can, mm, you can, well, so I didn't do a lot of it. I think some of the levels are basically just the same ones that you play as single player. So you could have someone just kind of tooling around doing nothing and you could just solve it yourself. Obviously, if they're making it's boxes like, and stuff, you break your, you know, limited of number of box uses and stuff but whatever i don't think not it matters like snipper clips where it's just tears families apart because player two can't rotate correctly and snip come on correct <laughs> uh yes you can see what happened to my snipper clips adventure but anyway it's in the same vein as that really it's just a little pick up and play you can play it for five minutes you could probably play it for an hour it's it suits Switch really well because while you could play it on TV, and I do think the Pro Controller works well because you can use the prop and D-pad on it, Yeah, it does suit a handheld really well. So you can just kind of pick it up and play briefly while you're waiting for something to happen. And it's, yeah, it's one of my favorite Nintendo franchises. I reckon. And, like, I had to play it through, you know, start to finish as quick as I could. So it was kind of a couple sittings. But it really suits that <clears throat> I'm going to go catch a train. I've got five minutes to kill you, knock out two levels, and it's not like you need to remember what the narrative was when you pick it up the next time. It's just a puzzle game. And it's really good. For 15 bucks, it's 270 different levels. So, and th- like they're not super, super varied, but they're not, it's not like you feel like you're playing the same thing over and over. It's enough. It's a pretty simple mechanic. So, for people who haven't played it, you just spawn boxes, which is limited to a certain amount on each level. And you use those to get past some very minor obstacles really there's you know some spikes there's glowy yellow things there's some ledges you have to try to get to it's not super complicated but that's pretty why it's easy to pick up and play if you put it down for six months and you come back to it you're not going to forget what you're doing like sometimes you get halfway through a puzzle game and there's something new introduced and you just have no idea what this means anymore and you have to go back a bit yeah i don't think that would happen that's kind of the only thing i didn't like about it so much like it's it once it gets going it's challenging and and good but i kind of feel like i've played so many of these before the first three worlds or so were just really tedious it's like yeah i get this like i don't need to play six levels teaching me how to make a a box and jump on it to get to the next platform kind of thing but that's a pretty minor gripe to be honest i think that's the thing when you change platform as well is you can't assume people have played 3ds games you have to think that there's going to be people who haven't played before you have to show them how it works and Nintendo's always a bit handholdy, so you know that going in. Oh, yeah. The first 15 minutes are just, yeah, basic tutorial. So the move to Switch means it, like, doubled in cost to $15 as opposed to, like, a $7 game on 3DS. But it also gives you, like, two and a half times the content that you've got in a 3DS version. So can't That's pretty fine. can't say anything about that. That's bad because it's super good value, I reckon. And it's HD, so those nice clean lines. There you go. And that's what you want in a boxy game. <laughs> a clean line, not a 240p blur. Exactly. So there you go. Gaming was pretty awful in April, except for Box Boy. Well done, Box Boy. You've saved it. Though, it. it does have, if you're going into that kind of customization route, you have to buy the customization items from a vending machine. And again, it's like RNG. And I'm just kind of sick of that garbage. I just wish you could go into something and decide to spend your money on a pair of cat ears, knowing you're going to get some cat ears instead of random object. It's kind of just like, that's annoying me of late in video games. Just like, I don't have time for this. 
Yeah, that's fair enough. I've ignored it entirely, so I just walk straight past that door in Box Boy. Do not care. Good job. Uh, should we get to the PS5? We should. Oh, the big news we, of... We can't call it the, the PS5. Uh, it's not technically the PS5, is it? They will piss a lot of people off if they don't call it the PS5. That is going to ruin some OCD. People have their full collection and there's PlayStation, PS2, PS3, PS4, and then it's just like PlayStation Ultimate or something. PS4. That is going to annoy people. PS4 1080 is what they should call it, just to really make it confusing. They're not yeah, going to do that. I don't have any of the specs in front of me, and I also really don't care about the specs, to be honest. Um, it's more powerful than the PS4 Pro. That's it. Yeah. So you get the gist. They've gone. Sony's gone to Wired to do an exclusive on this, and it was Mark Cerny, the lead architect on the PS4, talking about all the bells and whistles that the next Sony console is going to have. They wouldn't call it the PS5. Uh, and I don't know the specs. They seem very crazy. Um, they will technically support 8K resolution um, from what Cerny said. Uh, backwards compatibility with PS4 and PSVR. Cerny wouldn't say if they were building a new VR headset. It sounded more like they were just going to keep the existing one for now. Um, and he's also gone after the fact and said, in terms of price, gamers should be happy with what the price is going to be considering what's inside of it, which sounds terrifying to me. That's an easy one to just... Give no answer to that. Well, what does that mean? It comes off to me as like this is going to have so much really expensive stuff inside to make this amazing gaming experience for you. Like it's going to cost you a thousand dollars in Australia. Like it's oh, the PS3 the, all over the, again. The next gen is going to be way more expensive than this one. So the Xbox One X was I think six fifty when it launched in Australia. Uh, we're going well above that. So I yeah expect a price increase. These are not going to drop. I think we'll look back and the PS4 and Xbox One launches will look cheap in comparison. Yeah. Which, and the Aussie dollar was pretty strong back then as well. You've got to factor that in. So, But, like, the thing is, I don't want something... And I don't know, like, technically how that 8K resolution is going to work out. Like, if it's kind of like the PS4 Pro doing kind of like 4K, but not quite, like, not native 4K, but they'll... I'm certain that's it. It's doing just enough that it can put 8K on the box, but it's not an Xbox One X native 4K equivalent. So, it's... We might get a little indie game, which is Box Boy style that's native 8K, and that will be it. And what's the point? No one's going to have an 8K TV well, this generation. I don't want Probably it. Probably the next one after that. Focus no, on 4K and 60 frames per second, and then I would be a happy camper. Like that's I, I think anything above that right now is ridiculous. They should. I, I think being able to output at 8K and having the power to do it in a very small level game doesn't change anything. I think that's just part of it. Yeah. So the Xbox will probably be the same, but they won't release any 8K content. Does it make sense? Yeah, I hope not. Uh, what else do we know about it? Not going to happen in 2019. They didn't really give another That's the release window well, beyond that. The main thing actually was no loading time. So it's going to have some type of SSD in it. Oh, yeah. Which the Xbox One Elite, I think, had a small SSD in it. Am I remembering that correctly? I don't think I any did. of them have, but I might be wrong. I, I don't think so. But oh, no. Or maybe... Actually, no, it was an add-on. So there's an official Xbox SSD that you could plug in as an external drive. I don't know why you do that. You could just use any. Yeah. Um, oh, because they, they can mark up the increased. price that way, Ben. That's true. But they made it sound like this is the default hard drive. So it's going to have to at least be the smallest console next gen you think will be a terabyte. 
that will be very expensive if that's what they're doing. Unless they have a system where your game you're actively playing automatically moves to the faster hard drive and you have just kind of a standard one to hold them on when they're not being played. Uh, that just seems we like a know, nightmare. That was their big selling point. No loading times. So we'll have to see if that actually works and how it plans out. Well, it didn't work for Days Gone because it takes literally 2 minutes, 30 seconds to get from booting up the game to starting to play it. Well, that's not on PS5. Apparently on PS5, that's going to take one second. Instantaneous. So we will see. Yeah, well... When am I going to check Twitter? Actually, this could be good for me because I can get off Twitter if I don't have those loading screens <laughs> and delete it. There you go. Perfect. Now, not... Uh, and the, yeah. Oh, go ahead. The only other thing was backwards compatibility. So, Sony made a pretty big deal that nobody <laughs> cares about backwards compatibility on the PS4. They said, why would you ever want that, basically? Yeah. And I guess on the PS3 too, because they ditched the PS2 emulation pretty quickly. Yeah. Those- then Xbox has absolutely nailed it, and they've really backtracked on that, saying, actually... That's a good idea. We're going to include that. Yeah. Well, Sony is always like a little bit backwards on that kind of stuff. So it's good that they're kind of, they're not admitting that they got it wrong, but at least they're, you know, doing air quotes, the right thing moving forward. And like the PSN ID thing, which is also news and we can just add that in here, I suppose you can now change your PSN ID if you want. And for the most part, it works great. But then there are games because of the way that they initially developed the PSN ID system. Like if you change your, ID and access that game, you lose access to trophies and, you know, like DLC that you've bought for it and save data just because it was never meant to. Never meant to Yeah. Move. So, like, I, I like that Sony's, it, like, they're not anywhere compared to Nintendo. It? Like, Nintendo's online strategy is still just absolutely broken, but Sony's slowly kind of coming in line more of like a Microsoft service. And I think, you know, like, Microsoft's online stuff is hard to beat. It is. That's because it's Microsoft. It took a long time. People were talking PS3 days, why can't we change our ID? Because you could on 360 back then. To the point where I started a new one for the PS4 because I decided I'll just start a new ID. I want them to all be aligned in all platforms and I can't change it on PSN. Now it's kind of way too late. It's like eight years too late for me now. So I would love a way to be able to roll them together or at least get my license ownerships off my old one because I didn't want to start a new one. You kind of made me Sony. So. Yeah. They don't care about people like that, but that would be the nice thing. To of course do. not. Um, moving on. Yeah. Not obviously in direct competition with the upcoming PS5, but Microsoft, uh, for some reason, announced finally the worst kept secret of the Xbox One S all digital console edition. The Xbox One sad, as it has become oh, known. God. I'm surprised they didn't pick that <clears throat> That's up. That's so ridiculous. Which uh, does not have a confirmed release date yet in Australia, which is fine because it makes zero sense for Australia. Uh, yeah, I mean, except that I play all my games digitally, but I already have two Xbox One, so they're not targeting me. They're targeting someone who doesn't have one and will need to download all their games from the beginning. But to be frank, man, really, they're downloading someone. If you didn't have an Xbox hmm. One S, you wouldn't buy this one because it's overpriced. Even with three games bundled in it, you could go and buy an Xbox One S with a disc drive and still do the digital option, but to save money by buying a disc drive, I guess. Yeah. So I, I did a little quick look. So we don't have an Australian price, but two fifty US, which plus tax because I don't have tax on their price, is about three fifty Australian. Um, did an Oz bargain searching. There have previously been one terabyte Xbox One S's for one ninety nine in Australia. So this is getting close to double the cost, which doesn't make any sense because you lose the 4k blu-ray player is basically what you get yeah. if you're not this drive for anything else so 
it's an odd choice. Um, American pricing must be different. Is there anything I can think of? Maybe they don't have the sales uh, that we people have. have been, people have been saying the same kind of things on, like, on, I've, I haven't really done a lot of digging, but on Reddit, people are saying, like, why would you buy this? I can, here's like three links to ones that are cheaper. And the strategy of bundling in those three games doesn't make sense to me because I would think that Game Pass is the selling point here. Yeah. So instead of those three games, I think two of which are on Game Pass anyway, yeah. they should have just bundled in 12 months of Game Pass. Like, why did they do that? I don't get it. Neither. But like, I'm, So I'm not sure about neither this. Neither am I. Similarly, that I am more excited about. I think there is room. Uh, I mm. guess, but it, the pricing has to make way more sense especially with like the uh, they, they sold yeah. the xbox one s as a 4k blu-ray player for a little while there like that was it selling so you're taking point. that out it was its cheapest yeah it was the cheapest 4k blu-ray player they should have this shouldn't it should have been 150 us 200 australian and then i could see a, a place for that for 12 months yeah. but well, yeah at the moment i don't know what and if doing. you're trying to combat that type of thing then you also you know work with netflix and get access to like a 4k subscription for a couple like a three month 4k netflix subscription like just make it make sense make it worthwhile yeah no game parts is the most confusing thing for me i don't get that at yeah. all there you go something that does make more sense is the uh and we called it by the way ben the combination of the xbox game pass and xbox live gold subscriptions now called xbox game pass ultimate which mm. is a mouthful uh Absolutely. 15 bucks we ran the numbers and i don't have them in front of me so just go to the site and look it up it is cheaper it's obviously cheaper on the monthly basis because there's only a monthly xbox game pass ultimate subscription that you can buy so if you it's yeah there's a whole bunch about it it's cheaper it's 15 bucks as opposed to 20 bucks per month australian cheap if you pay monthly it's way more expensive if you buy in bulk and stack your three or six or 12 month subscriptions so yeah. Depends what you do. But I kind of like the idea of it. It's just like one subscription um, that you have to manage rather than two. But you know, like, whatever. <laughs> That's true. But I mean, my uh, my Xbox Live Gold and Game Pass expire like at the end of next year. So I'm good. I don't need to worry about managing anything for a while. That's true. So I would like to see some deals on those. Because I think on my Xbox Dash at the moment, I have both Live and Game Pass for 50% off. So they need to do the same thing with this bundle otherwise it's still going to be cheaper to buy them separately. yeah i think they probably I'm sure will. They will it's just yeah it. it's that thing where it's new and they don't want to like bog people down with all those kind of like potential what if kind of things so they wouldn't even they wouldn't yeah. microsoft wouldn't confirm to us if they'll do six three three six or 12 month subscriptions to ultimate it's right now it's just month to month but and like what so xbox live you can go one three six twelve xbox game pass i think you can only do in three months bits like it's really confusing. yeah but then i i bought a six months one at some point when it was on sale and i know you had issues trying to get that three month deal and i actually went back and looked again and i couldn't get it on my phone later for some reason it was just offering me one month which i think you had as well when i tried to sign yeah. in. um but then i went to the dashboard of my xbox and there it was for three months it's still available oh, there weird. so there's something not quite right about yeah. this well there you go i don't have much more to say about that unless you do yeah no, we called it last week. So once again, they've listened to us. Or last episode, I, I should know. say. We're amazing. Absolutely. I don't know. I think that's... Uh, yeah, that's all we know about the new consoles. The only thing I would say, there was a rumor about the Anaconda, the next Xbox, straight after the PS5 stuff, which I'm sure is no coincidence, that basically said, it's even more powerful. Yeah. That's all you need to know. Mic drop. So <laughs> it's already starting very early. I'm sure we'll learn more about that from Xbox at E3. And Sony will announce probably just after i would say maybe at paris games week or their own event yeah 
Are we later in well, the like, year? And we'll see with, what happens. With Sony kind of jumping the gun on this, you would hope that Microsoft is going to respond in kind. Uh, kind of. Well, not jumping the gun, I but hope like getting in early. You know, Sony's announcing really early, but Xbox announced at E3 last year, yes, we're making a next-gen console. And that's basically what all Sony said. They said it's a bit more powerful and it's backwards compatible, which we know that about Xbox as well. It'll have both those things. So they haven't really said anything that Xbox hasn't said. They've just kind of made it a bit more of a bigger deal because they announced it exclusively through Wired. So not that different. What I am interested in is what are they going to do with the controllers next generation? Because I think this gen... We pretty much got too close to perfect controllers. Yeah. There's some little things which you could be fixed. Um, I never really liked the DualShock like it was fine up until the DualShock 4, which I think massively improved it. It's a much nicer weight. It's a little bit bigger, so it feels nicer. Better triggers, better sticks. Just get rid of the touchscreen uh, The Xbox One Elite. Just kill the touchscreen. Well, that's the thing. So they wasted a lot of space with that. It's basically a giant select button or whatever they call select. Yeah. Uh, it's what it became. Well, I'm really bad but with if it's it. Backwards- Playing Days Gone, I went to like like quick react to like a zombie that you know panicked and i didn't see it come up from behind me and i went to like do something and my thumb like brushed the touch screen going to hit x or whatever and i bring up the map i'm like ugh, like all the time so i think i I figured out how to disable it unless i did something specific but like just don't like it well if we're talking about how they could improve them let's go through the two of them so there's that probably remove the touchpad just have a select button I would say the triggers could be improved a little bit on PlayStation. They just don't quite feel as responsive to me. They're a little bit slow sometimes. Yeah. Way better than the Switch, which doesn't even have any. And it's a lot better um, than the PS3 the battery, controller. But the PS3 it's was like garbage. it's. I mean, that was their worst controller. It's still kind of like hours. plasticky and like a little weightless. Like it feels kind of cheap. Like it's really good. I, mean, I would love it, an official elite style controller, yeah. but they're not going to do that. I don't, I don't think, think so either. But then on the Elite... Uh, and battery is the other thing I would do. I think the DualShock battery is the worst of the three. Oh, yeah. The Switch one lasts ages. You, you could so. put batteries in where... If you get rid of the touchscreen, you could put batteries in the back of a DualShock 4. And I'm fine changing out rechargeable batteries, to be honest. Well, they can just do what Xbox does. You get the choice. Battery is all the pack. The Xbox rechargeable pack lasts way longer than the DualShock. Oh, yeah. But the DualShock 4 does have more stuff in it. It's got the touch screen. It's got the light bar. It's got motion controls, I think. I haven't even used them for so long. I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure it's got motion controls in it. It's got a microphone in it or a speaker, at least. Yeah, it's got a speaker. Um, All stuff that Xbox doesn't have, and that's probably why the battery life is But it's also, like, a lot of that stuff is just straight up gimmicky, and I don't need it. Like, like, I love Kinect, but I get that people don't have time for Kinect, and this seems to me like the same kind of vein. Like, here's some stuff that is optional and developers don't really try to develop for because they just can't be bothered. And then you're like, it's separate. You can't just make like a Mortal Kombat or whatever and have a straight up PS4, Xbox kind of dev. You got to do all this extra stuff if you want to cater to the touchscreen or the speaker or whatever else. So let's go, let's go back to basics. Yeah. We don't need all this fancy I stuff. I would say do that. Allow the DualShock 4 to be compatible with the PS5 so that you can play PS4 games. The three of them need the touch pad. So that's an option. They probably won't do that, though, because they want you to buy new controllers. Uh, Xbox, I mean, I think the Xbox One controller in terms of layout is pretty much what I want from a controller, so I don't want any changes there. Nintendo basically But we're used to that because that's our controller of, you know, day-to-day choice. We are used to it, but but I always, I think that the offset sticks is much better. Um, The control pad, the D-pad, I mean, they keep improving it, but it's still not as good as it could be, I think. 
it just never quite felt right on Xbox. Um, and the Elite, for what it is, it breaks way is my, too often. Yeah, so that's the biggest problem with the Xbox One Elite controller is it, it breaks. It's got so many flaws. It's a fantastic controller. The weight's great. The buttons all feel great. But then I've had two which the grips have just peeled off on. I know you've had problems with the bumpers, which are pretty standard. Yeah. Now one of my sticks kind of pops out a lot. It's not solid in there. So $200 controller, which is great, except that it only lasts about and a And the year. only good thing you can say uh, about that is that Microsoft's that. really, really good about replacing them. And it like I've... I've, I've called in, in favors and had like Microsoft actually come in and like f- help me when I've broken my Surface Book and stuff. But like with the Elite controllers, I've just gone like a normal consumer through the you know repair and warranty center and like no questions asked, just like straight up replacement. So not that that's good, like but at least you can yeah. get a replacement without dropping another hundred bucks or two hundred bucks or whatever they cost. There's no real gimmicks that I'd remove because they didn't really add any. But the the one thing that the DualShock did add, which Xbox really needs to do. They've got a fool on their sword here. They need to add the share button because the, oh, the current tap system is of the garbage. tap and the, the tap and the button it doesn't work. It's terrible. Um, so Switch has copied it, and it probably works the best out of anything. The Switch screenshot button is like instant, so fantastic. Uh, they and need. We're to talking add. about hardware, and also I think the, sometimes the Xbox. Sorry, they yeah. need to have it. So if you hit the share button and a little share notification pops up on the screen like on switch you can hit the share button again and it's not going to capture that extra notification on playstation 4 yeah if you take a screenshot and then you want to take another screenshot the second screenshot will have like the little yes that worked kind of like pop up in the bottom in the top left which drives me nuts anyway that's probably just the first world problems like i'm taking screenshots for a review that's true complaint but the switch doesn't i think we've we've fixed the controllers now fixed everything it does that's well if we're going to if we're going to fix the Switch controller, uh, add proper triggers, not the ridiculous little analog buttons, the non-digital and buttons. never, I mean. never so, use the Joy-Con individually for a game. It's stupid. No. And also, I would say, having just played BoxBoy this morning, uh, the Joy-Cons are too small. Going between the Pro controller and the Joy-Con, the button sizes are massively different. So if we're getting a new Switch this year that's slightly revised, come on, Nintendo, proper size buttons. We're amazing. All right. I don't really have anything else to say unless you do. I think that's it in gaming news for this week. There wasn't an awful lot. I agree. So a short podcast is a good podcast. Uh, Thanks for joining us, though, dear listeners. Uh, Check out the website. Use the social medias. Say hi. Tell us what you're talking about. I've set up an email. So if you want to email podcast at survivor.com, that'll go both to Ben and I. And uh, you can send some feedback or you can send some stuff that we might you know, read out on the show and talk about that. We're open to whatever you have to tell That's us. That's very exciting. I think so. What do we have coming up next month? We probably have Rage 2. Yep. I don't know. And is that uh, it? I am wholly unprepared to be able to answer that question. You don't even know. There's that. I know at the end of the month there is Cricket 19 for the World Cup. And that is all that I There's know. There's a new Star Trek Online Rise of Discovery expansion heading to PC, which no one but me is excited about. So there you go. So it's about as exciting as April. <laughs> uh, these games just have to be better than Box Boy to get our attention. Done. Deal. It's not going to happen. Game of the almost year no. minus Resident Evil 2. That's well, yeah. <laughs> it hasn't been the strongest start of the year as people are saying, I don't yeah. think. Resident Evil 2 has been good. Uh, the Division 2 was decent. There's been some okay things, but we haven't had that big blockbuster to start the year. And I don't Rage think 2 looks like it's decent, but doesn't really hold my interest that much, to be honest. 
Yeah, it feels a bit like the year before the new consoles are going to come out. This Fancy always that. happens. There's that little lull. Then towards the, the end of the year, there's that GTA Five style, Last of Us style big game that they decide is this is going to be the swan song. But we're we haven't we're not late enough for that to happen yet. But we're too early for the for good stuff to be continuing because they've all moved development. And on that kind of mediocre note, let's finish up. <laughs> yes, it's mediocre times. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in two nice. weeks.